my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. I'm Rusty. Thank you for joining us on this episode where today we are going to talk about video games. Um, we did this once before, back when we were live streaming our show. Remember mm-hmm. that, guys? Oh, yeah. Um, but there were some technical issues, and I guess <laughs> while we were streaming, nobody could hear a damn thing we were saying. So There were technical um, issues on a number of those, if I remember correct. Yeah. yeah well, more technical issues of trying to get them started. Um that kind of made me rip my hair out quite a bit, but not always the best situation there when you're talking (laughs) and people aren't hearing you. Right. Right. Anyway, so we decided we'd go ahead and uh, do it again, or maybe to you for the first time. So we are going to talk about uh, video games as far as the arcades and home video gaming and PC gaming. And I think probably the best place to start, well, I don't know. What do you you guys want to start in the arcade, or do you want to start at home? I think at home's good. You want to start at home? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of surprised to find out that video games, like uh, consumer kind of things, actually started developing in the 1950s and 60s, um, yeah. which I thought was yeah, was wow. tic tac toe. Yeah, was like the first video game. That's cool, though. I mean, to think about it yeah. in retrospect, that's cool. Yeah, and then actually there was a video game released uh, in 1962 uh, from MIT. It was called Space War. Really? It was the, yeah, it was the first actual game that was played on a, a video display. Okay. So you would play it on the TV and crazy and, and play it. Nice. I got, yeah, yeah. According to Wiki, anyway. That's cool. Wikipedia. So I was kind of surprised to find that out. Um, I didn't think it was that early, but of course. Um, how, pre- how prevalent was that? How I many, like, did everybody have one? I mean, I can't imagine everybody had well, access no. to that sort of. No, it wasn't a, a console or anything that you could have. I think it was okay. like, um, you know, uh, MIT uh, doing it. Gotcha. Research and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Actually okay. developed the first video games. So. Sure. You could play it in a server. Server room with you. <laughs> Probably <laughs> surrounded by your computer, you'd play it with this little black and white monitor. I'm sure. Nice. But then fast forward about 10 years, we have the very first video game console for home use released uh, in 1972 called the Odyssey. <gasps> yeah, see, mm. I told you, Craig. The Odyssey. Oh <laughs> and that was that, uh, Craig. The Magnavox yeah. Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that was uh, developed by Ralph Baer, who was also known as the father of video games. What's his name again? Matt, or excuse me, I just oh, about okay. said Max Baer, but that's the okay. guy from the Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> no, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Ralph Baer. Je- Jethro. <laughs> Jethro Clampett, yeah. And his father, right. his father was heavyweight champion of the world. Boxer. Too. Yep. Yeah. He killed a guy in the ring. <laughs> yes, he did. Yep. Anyway. But um, developed into something called the Brown Box, which was a multiplayer, multi-program uh, video game console that you get on a TV, like preloaded different games. I don't know what that, games were actually on there. That Odyssey thing is so weird looking, the original one. 
I know table tennis was on there because uh, they okay. ended up suing oh. other pong other pong creators. That's so wild. There you go. They're stealing table tennis. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> it's ours. It was from Magnavox, apparently. Right, and it was yeah actually the inspiration for Atari, Atari's pong. Um, Okay. Arcade game. So it looks like there's an ice hockey and a football. Very primitive looking. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Oh wow, I see it now. Jeez. Yeah. A, a total yeah. play and learning experience for all ages. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. And like Rusty said, it did it did lead to legal suits for copyright infringement. I would imagine against so, Atari for, sure. um, for their oh. pong game. Ouch. Well, and my my first console, my grandpa had a uh, a Unisonic Tournament 2000. God damn! Which was just all it was was pong, and it had a light gun. So there was like shoot shooting and what were you shooting? Like, dots. <laughs> shoot those dots. See, Duck Hunt was wasn't so primitive when it came out. No. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's making Duck Hunt sound sophisticated. <laughs> right. And then there was also um, Breakout. Yeah, when did the Pong units come out? Well, those were in the 70s, late 70s, mid-late 70s. Mm -hmm. um, Because they came out before the Atari, right? Yeah. Yes, before the Atari. Yeah. Yes. Where all you played on them was freaking Pong. Pongs. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them had Breakout. I remember Breakout. There were a lot of different versions of Pong. I mean, there was squash and there was <laughs> hockey. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah. I, did, you guys all, did you guys all have Ataris? I did. Yes. Uh, I, did. I did not. My cousin did. What would you have, Rusty? My first was the Sega Master System, so I was up in oh, Okay. Ooh. Oh, gotcha. get out. Oh, nice. I yeah. had that one, too. Did you? Okay. That was my second one, yeah. Yeah, Atari was the first for me, for sure. Yeah, the 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 Atari twenty six hundred yeah. was released uh-huh. in the late seventies. Right. Um, it was it, its price point at that time was nearly two hundred dollars oh uh, for the console yeah. itself, which <sighs> is you do the math and for inflation and all that shit is about that's, that's disco era hundred dollars in today's money. Yeah, that's, that's disco wow. era money you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you get so much coke with that. What are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. right. <laughs> Do coke with it and then go buy an Atari. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and then some of the the titles, uh, of course, um, on the first Atari, Space Invaders, which was which actually came out in what seventy eight ish, something like that. Yeah, something it was like the that, late seventies yeah. when sure. the Atari first came out. Yeah. But there's Space Invaders, um, and then. Um, in 1982, um, any gamers today will will know about the your ability to pre-order <laughs> games um, right. before their release. Pac-Man was actually the first game where a pre-order was offered oh, uh, yeah. through Gimbal's department store. You could uh, pre-order Pac-Man for 37.95 in 1982. Wow, and that, yeah. that's that's quite a bit for back then. Well, yeah. Pac-Man, Pac-Man was like kind of a mini phenomenon too. And just yeah. the idea that, oh my God, we could get Pac-Man, Pac-Man. And, yeah. play right. it, and play it in our freaking home. 
Right. right. This is mind blowing. Yeah. So this would be a case of a, a crossover of um, the arcade coming into your home where you wouldn't have to shove quarters into a machine endlessly to play your Pac-Man game. Right. Um, right. Which we all did. Yeah. yeah. On but I would argue that the, the ideal Pac-Man experience is at a pizza place on a tabletop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we had we had one yes. of those at the bowling alley, a Ms. Pac-Man one where you sat down and you could look at it upside down or right side up, depending on depending on which side of the right. table you where were you sitting were on. Sure. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man that was released for the Atari sucks. It sucked. Oh, we, it's horrible. We, well, it wasn't it wasn't a good, it just wasn't a good transition. No. The, well, the Atari and the controls, I think, had a lot to do with it because in the, the arcade, sure. yes, you've got a really nice action on your your arcade game, um, and then you bring it home to the Atari, uh, where it's like literally like a stick in cement, right? To try and control. Um, oh, it's terrible. Trying to yeah, trying to control awful. Pac-Man, trying to make him turn with that joystick. Yeah, it was, and it, it was, was a just nightmare. Trying to maneuver him was impossible. Yep. Couldn't play it for too long because your hand would cramp up. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it wasn't here's, the same as it was in the arcade. Here's a, a terrific video game website is the videogamecritic.com. Now, here is the first lines of the review for this. I remember sitting in school listening to my friend Chuck rag on this game before it even came out. His mom worked in retail, and word got out quickly that this game sucked in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gave it a d as a letter grade wow yeah well in 82 that was like the big get um for especially christmas time um was for the atari and you know with the titles like space invaders and pac-man and frogger um of course there was like a, a huge frogger rush was to great. get these Fro- frogger was a great game frogger Again, was better awesome. in the arcade than it was at home but you know um, but in about 84, 83, 84, um, the bubble burst uh, as far as Atari and the gaming at home kind of thing. And uh, retailers started to slash their prices on their stock. And apparently um, the E.T. game, you guys, I'm sure oh you've heard of Oh, my God. That. Oh, yeah. Yep. Contributed a lot <laughs> to um, the downfall of the Atari um, cause the that game that was the ET game. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. arguably the worst video game ever developed. i just written. Just imagine, released. just imagine how many, how many horribly disappointed kids there were. Oh yeah. On Christmas morning of 1982. <laughs> I mean, that game well, was, I think that was Yeah, for sure. That was sure. more like 83, 84 with the, with the ET one. So it was the same year as the movie because <laughs> oh, it was such okay. a rush job. That's true. That's right. Yeah. That might, might, have been, might have been part of the problem there. Yeah. Exactly. And there is a, a documentary on Netflix. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it is basically about the worst <laughs> video game ever made, E.T. Like, did, you, did you guys all play arcade games at arcades? All of yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Casinos oh, yeah. for did, kids. Yeah. Is what I'm just that curious. Was. What, what, was, what do you think you spent the most amount of money on? Which game? Oh my God! If you had to pick one, I know what mine is. Mine's centipede. That was mine too. Really? For like okay. actual video games, yes, I would yeah. 
play centipede a lot. I was never any good at it. Quarters on that one. I was yeah, terrible never any good at it. <laughs> but I, I like the ball. Was I. I was <laughs> yeah, I was too. terrible at that game. Terrible. I loved it though. God, it was addicting. I, I think off road was what I played the most. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. It was so fun to just like throw that steering wheel and it spins and spins. I, yeah, I did have <laughs> notes about racing games because mm -hmm. um, the early 80s compared to the late 80s and me and my favorite video game, Centipede definitely was like in the early 80s when you went to Showbiz Pizza and shit like that. Yeah. But later in my high school years, later 80s, um, the racing game, I think it was outrun outrun maybe yeah outrun, the yeah. one that yeah. you actually had the seat where you could adjust it and it had right. the manual transmission Same and i think there was actually a fucking clutch i loved that game that was the one you oh were, my god you were yeah. a dude cruising with his blonde girlfriend in a convertible wasn't it yeah you're like in a red corvette yeah right? is that what it is i don't yep. know i could be wrong i don't remember what fucking game it was because they made a I whole version for the sega master outrun. system i think you're talking about outrun yeah. Either that or Daytona USA. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it's hard to say. But there was also pole position. Pole which position was, was kind of like that. that. Yeah. Where you had like the the stick shift, but it was just like high and low gear. Yeah. Um. But you actually sat and had the pedals to play that. But I I the wish I could remember car. exactly what game it was. <laughs> I wasn't good at it, and if I had a job and I had enough money, I probably would put more money into it. But. Yeah. yeah, the grandfather of all racing games, games is what he calls games. it. The day, the, the, grand, what? the what? The grandfather, the of, grandfather all racing of racing games. Yep. Okay. Which one? Pole position. Pole position. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Off road, though. You is that what you mentioned, Rusty? Off road. Yeah. That game pissed me off. I didn't like that game. <laughs> wow. The steering on that game was just like, what? Well, it's wild because you, you had to do hairpins, and so you had to just, yeah. you'd, have to, you'd have to throw the steering wheel to go to turn like 15 uh -huh. times to get the thing. Ah, it felt good, though. Can you get it right? Oh, yeah. Just crash all the time. <laughs> all the fucking time. Spun out, crash. Fuck this game. <laughs> Think about all the classic arcade games that you were able to all of a sudden play at home, you know? I mean... Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Pole Position, Asteroids, oh, sure. Space Invaders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dig Dug. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah, once we got the Atari actually in our house for Christmas one year, I think it was probably 81-ish, um, it was like, yeah, your life changed because you could get lost in these games. Yeah. I mean, I know the special effects were nothing compared to what they are now, but you could get totally lost playing these games. So addictive. Yeah, and fuck. I mean, really. <laughs> Compared to today, man. Holy oh, yeah. shit. You want to talk about getting lost <laughs> in oh, video games. Holy yeah. crap. If I could crawl inside of one and live there, I would. Oh, it's oh, an entire universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I guess going back to the, the home consoles, uh, you had um, – Activision, who is a video game publisher. Oh, well, I remember Activision, like, sure. A third-party video game publisher, and um, Atari actually sued Activision for making games to be played on the Atari 2600. That's right. Yeah. Wow. They made good okay. games, Activision I think, did. I think they made um, Pitfall, if I'm remembering correctly. They made a bunch of good ones. Pitfall, though, was like my favorite Atari 2600 video game. 
I don't know if y'all played, played that one oh, yeah. or not. Yeah, the uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, basically run across and jump over obstacles. Pitfall was fun, yep. I remember that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sure. We had the Intellivision. Really? My cool. dad, all wow. of a sudden, just out of nowhere, my dad just came home with an Intellivision one day. Nobody asked for it or anything. I thought it was a computer when he brought it home. You know, I was like, oh, boy, what's this? And then, uh, <laughs> and then he, and then he opened it up, and I was like, whoa, this is not a computer. This is cool. So what did you play on that? Uh what came with the system was Las Vegas poker and blackjack. Okay. It basically, it, it taught you to play all kinds of different kinds of poker. Like you learned how to gamble as a little kid. And, Perfect. Huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Important life skill. Yeah. And the dealer, the dealer was hilarious too, because like when you won, he would, he would get pissed off. You, like his face would, and then, and then when he won, he would like, <laughs> he would get this big happy face. <laughs> so, like the game, That's frustrating. Like the game was mocking you when it, when it would yeah. beat you. Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's a picture of it on that video game critic website in the Intellivision section. There's a picture of the dealer. Okay. And uh, he had that and Space Armada, which hmm. was, which was Space Invaders. What was that? Okay. Basically Space Invaders. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, this sounds more like a, a second-generation uh, home gaming console, which there was also ColecoVision, which I'm not sure if they're related, Intellivision or ColecoVision. I don't think so. Um, Intellivision was direct direct competition to the Atari. Okay. Because James Lipton um, used to do Intellivision commercials where he would put, like, the two baseball games against each other. Right. And, and the Intellivisions was clearly more sophisticated. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like, well, look at this. There's simply no comparison. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Probably bigger processor. Yeah. Just on like the that. topic of, of graphics, I want to share. This is from, uh, I just shared my screen for Advanced Dungeons and Dragons on Intellivision. That game was the shit. So pretty advanced imagery here, though. We had it. Yeah. That was a terrific game. That was very ahead of its time. It's beeping at me. I don't know. Oh, accept. Okay. Don't accept. Oh, oops. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, did I just derail Turn everything by trying to share this image? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Is it a video or is it just a picture? It's just a picture. Oh, okay. I didn't even get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Nice. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons was great. Yeah, you had to so traverse... Deep. You had to traverse your way across this map to get into the mountain at the other side of the map. And every mountain, smaller mountain that you went into, you had to fight your way through it and collect, like, the the blue mountains had boats inside of them so you could make your way across the water. And one of them had a key so you could get through a gate. The other one had an axe so you could go through the woods. Mm-hmm. And you cool. Had it, it it was sophisticated as hell for its time. Yeah, you had like you had three lives, and then like when you got to the giant mountain, you had to get both sides of the crown inside of the mountain that were defended by the winged dragons. Right, right, okay. So what apparently was there, there was a which yeah, which game was that? Advanced Dungeons and Dragons for the mm -hmm. Intellivision. Okay, okay, Nin okay. Yep. nineteen eighty two. 
Okay. So, yeah, in August of 82 um, is when ColecoVision was launched, and they had Donkey Kong um, uh, brought in from the arcade, which was another popular Donkey arcade game. Yep. Oh, man. And um, the Commodore the 60. Yes. <laughs> Mario. The birth of Mario. Oh, my God. Um, and then in January of 1982, we had the Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. Which mm, okay. was basically your first, somewhat your first gaming PC. Um, yeah, it was really, a half-assed computer, yeah. But it basically was. Um, and they discontinued that. I was floored in 1994 oh, is wow. when they mm. discontinued the Commodore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, did I, and I didn't have, we didn't have any of those. I think there was a kid across the street that did have the Commodore 64, but he'd never let me play it. I had one pretty but, late. I got it from What a shit heel. Wow. What are you do? Oh, Brian, speaking of yeah. the Commodore 64, there was a Death Wish 3 game. Oh, God, really? Yes, it was a game that was released for the Commodore 64. <laughs> Oh my god, how great is that? Yeah, it so, was just uh, yeah, basically a video version of Paul Kersey. Yeah, you're basically it's just running around on the street, shooting anyone and everyone, gunning all, gunning a bunch just of gunning down stuff. everybody. There's like a giant riot going on all over the neighborhood. There's a map and everything, and you're just basically going around. You shoot them, and they turn into like piles of goo. Oh, that's awesome. In the comment it's, section in the video, this guy's like, what are they doing? They're giving away the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, though. It is based on three. That cracks me up because, one, it's it's too realistic of a movie to have a fun video game after it. Two, kind of the same thing. Three, it's a video game waiting to happen. <laughs> that's a video game just waiting to happen. That's hilarious. Yeah, you oh, can find it, you can find video of it on YouTube. Death Wish Three. Oh, that's funny shit. Death Wish Three <laughs> Commodore Sixty Four. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I've got Lincoln fact checking. I guess he's eavesdropping. He was telling me that D Daytona USA was in nineteen ninety four. What in the arcade or in the arcade was in nineteen ninety four? So yeah, that that's definitely been. not the game I was thinking of. And then also, um, I guess. In 1982, Atari released the 5200, uh -huh. and in 1986, they released the 7800. I would like to know what significance the numbers have in these, <laughs> honestly. Why? <laughs> it, what was it? They again? increased. <laughs> right. They're going up, so it's got to be good. But they started with the 2600, and then the 5200, and then the 7800. Yeah, the 5200. That's right. right. I be. don't remember anybody having the 5200. That which one do you remember people having for the most part? Oh, the the 26. Okay, I think that's the one we had. I yeah. remember a yeah. couple of people having the 78, but I don't remember I'm anybody having exactly the 5200. Sure what we had, I don't know. It, it, 82 sounds about the right time where we got the Atari. Yep, me too. Um, so I'm not sure if it was the 2600 or the 5200, honestly. Did you guys have, ever have ski? Have the, what? For the Atari? Ski. Like, just ski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Atari. Yeah. 
Yeah, that to me was a blast. I mean, you could get so lost in that, but it was so goddamn mindless. It was a big white screen because it was snow, obviously. Uh-huh. And, then, and then you just had the squishing sound of every time you turn left or right. Right. Funny stuff. Yeah. But, swallows. Yes, exactly. Okay. Video game critic gives skiing by, it was made by Activision. Uh, okay. Uh, a B plus. Oh, wow. Okay. He calls it nice. fast, fast, smooth, and slick. The straighter, yeah, it was addicting. Sure. The straighter you head downhill, the faster you travel, but with speed. Exactly. Also comes right. danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a giant white screen with, with yep. pine trees and flags, oh, yeah. and flags that the skier is trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to look out for. Yep. Yes. I was good at none of it. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it was your favorite. Oh, my favorite of the Atari definitely was Pitfall. Okay. I mean, it was pretty hard to fuck that one up. Pitfall um, was fun. You could, <laughs> but you could go a long time without fucking Before you fuck it, it all up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So. I never did Yeah, definitely it. Pitfall. I never did finish Pitfall. I never got to the end of it. Was there an end? <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> to me, it just like seemed like it went on and on. Well, because the game has a time limit. You have like a twenty minute time oh, limit. And if you don't and if you you have to collect all the treasure before the time runs out. Huh. Yep. I, I never yeah, could Pitbull I never could fun. do it. That was fun stuff though. I tr- I don't remember that part. I just remember jumping over alligators and stuff. <laughs> that part always pissed me off. I always used to fall in the alligator's mouth when I was a little kid. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite Atari game was. That's for me, for me, it might have been Asteroids, and, and that, that was such a slow game. I um, never even liked that game. But if for some reason, I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. Asteroids was fun until you set yourself into a spin, and then it was all over. There was no <laughs> oh, recovering yeah. from that. No recovering from that, yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're you done. done. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well hit reset on the exactly. old Atari there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think either advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons or Burger Time was another great one too for for the okay. television. I've heard of that one. I don't right, play Burger that, but I've heard of that one. Yeah. Burger Time was fantastic. It's goofy as hell, but it's but yeah. it was so fun. So give me give me a sort of what I mean what went on what goes on. You're you're a chef running okay. around all these different mazes and you you all the ingredients to make hamburgers are on different levels. And every right. time you run all the way across something, mm-hmm. everything falls down a level. And oh, okay. The object is to make a ha- make hamburgers at the bottom of the board, and right. there's these pieces of food with legs that are trying <laughs> that are trying to kill you. There are oh, great. sausages. <laughs> yes, it, there's a fried egg with, <laughs> with legs with legs that is trying to kill you. It, it is, it's, it's crazy, but the game was fun as hell. Well, you know, back then in, in talking early eighties, I was like, I was born in 1970. So I was like 11 or 12, 13 when all these games came out. So I remember thinking how awesome it was to actually play these games at home. Nobody around, no line to stand in to wait to play. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and just thinking how cool that was. No quarters. And God, what a magical feeling it was. Seriously. It was. Yeah. Almost didn't matter what game you were playing. 
Yeah, a lot of them suck. It, it, yeah, a lot of them did suck. But it's the fact that you're not necessarily in an arcade. You're, you're not there sitting with your quarters waiting in a line. It was just nice. It was cool. Yeah. And Centipede easily became my favorite after a while. But it was also my favorite in the arcade. Yeah. Dropped drop a lot of quarters on that one. But you had the crash. Then. <laughs> when was the crash? Was that 83? Then it 83 was yeah, yeah, 83, 84 is when all everything of a sudden, came like, tumbling down. Boom. But, you know. We couldn't find I, games. We couldn't find right. games yeah. for the Intellivision right. anymore anywhere. They just yeah. disappeared. Um, and I guess retailers were heavy. Well, it's not only that, but nobody was buying it. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah. know, like retailers were, were stuck with all of this, the stock of video games that nobody was buying and they were like slashing prices on shit. So um, I, I think the interest just kind of ran out because I think that technology proved itself to be not as good as the arcade experience in the long run because you know with the atari and the controller it's just it's unplayable almost especially you know when you're considering today's standards of, of right, right. And stuff like that and compared to uh the, the arcades at that time it was just like this isn't fun <laughs> yeah you can play this for about two minutes and then it's like yeah. my hand hurts too much this isn't fun that's funny. Craig reminded me of something. I, I forgot how much Pac-Man sucked once it went from the arcade to the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a different game. You couldn't maneuver your, your yeah, little, absolutely. you know, as much. It was very frustrating. But it's kind of astonishing to see that within about 10 years' time, um, mm-hmm. we've gone from Pong um, to in about 1983, um, we have our third generation consoles, uh, Nintendo's NES, which was released in Japan as the family computer or the Famicom. Um, so that's where our first Nintendo NES comes in. Okay. And that was released in the U.S. in 1985. So That was a game changer you, there, too. Yes. When you look at the development and the progression and the evolution of the video game, um, not that much time. So Atari became very obsolete very oh, yeah. quickly. Quickly, yeah. Uh, Yes. Because you, with the Nintendo, now all of a sudden you were getting these damn near, damn near arcade quality games at home. Right. Where the arcade games themselves had taken a huge step up by that time. Mm -hmm. Sure. By the mid And they had Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo NES. Yeah. And their gamepad was a lot more user-friendly. Uh, then uh, there was two buttons. Your joystick, yeah. There was, was like two buttons. There was a start the little... button. There was a select button. You know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And your little rectangular thing that you held in your hand and you used thumbs rather than um, a stick, which well, made I mean, it a lot more playable. <laughs> the Master System had a tiny little plastic uh, joystick you could thread into the middle of the D-pad. Yes. Oh wow! Yes. Well, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Made it hurt more, I guess, was the idea. That I never got it. <laughs> I yep. never had it. But. No, I didn't either. Nintendo also, ha- of course, had Legend of Zelda, which people still talk about today. Um, and Metroid was another title on there. Think about that that goofy little game, uh, Super Mario Brothers, that came from the arcade game Mario Brothers, that came from, like, Donkey Kong and Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Jr., yep. I mean, how the hell could you possibly predict in the decades to come 
mm-hmm. what an empire that whole thing would become. The, yeah, right, franchise. exactly. The franchise. Yep. I know. It's, you know, it's just it's a crazy. Franchise. Look back on. But yeah, I mean, kids whatever. are into plumbers. What can you do? Right. <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's I'm looking at exciting. games. Am I looking at games that came out in the mainly mid '80s and? Tetris is one of them. I'm curious, did you guys play that game? Because yeah. I never played Tetris in my life. My daughter plays it now. Couldn't stand it. Oh, yeah. Really? Nah, well, okay. I couldn't stand right. Doctor yeah. Dr. Mario Tetris. I couldn't stand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Just what? Is it really difficult or annoying? They just frustrated me too much. Okay. I just didn't yeah. find them fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it never looked like a blast to me either. I think that's why I stayed away from it. The most, yeah, I... I didn't get hooked on it until um, Super Nintendo had a game called it's called Tetris Worlds or something. But you, there was actually a point to it. It, it was like you were trying to. <laughs> it was this little archaeologist guy that right. you were trying to save from being crushed by the by the roof of the thing. So you had to keep uh-huh. dropping the floor by playing Tetris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. And Tetris was also um, the game that was packaged. And uh, sold with uh, the Nintendo Game Boy. The Game Boy, the system. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Most, uh, most everybody I knew that uh, had a system at this time had the Nintendo. Um, yeah, I did not. I think my parents got me the Sega for Christmas in 1988 because it was a little cheaper than Nintendo. You, they got you what? <laughs> the Sega Master System. Yeah, and the the Master System came out in 1986. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. It wasn't bad. It just didn't have all of the the big names and and all that stuff that right. uh, that the Nintendo I, had. And the sports games sucked. They were awful. <laughs> they all had the word "great" in front of them. Great yeah. football. Great basketball. Great, oh God! Great, great ice hockey. Every one of them sucked. Really? <laughs> Everyone. You, you you never really latched on to any of the uh, the sporting games. The well, here's here's the video game critic. Great baseball. F. Great basketball. F. <laughs> great football. F. Great golf. C minus. Great soccer. F. Great ice hockey. F minus. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That was because that ice hockey one you had to play. Rusty will remember this. Rusty, you remember the game pad for the master system? The ball? That that No, I don't remember that. It was like it was like a, a, a ball type thing that you rolled, you know, like you did in the arcade sometimes. Oh, sure, yeah, like centipede. Yeah, it was called the sports pad. And <laughs> And like, if you were playing ice hockey, you had to sit there and roll and roll and roll and roll just to move a few feet. <laughs> it, it was awful. It was awful. Like here, this wow. guy says, this doesn't sound like a very good idea. You'll spin it like mad with your thumb only to watch your player creep about a half an inch. At, at first I thought the damn thing was broken. <laughs> I never had any sports <laughs> games, so I didn't know about this. Oh, the sports games sucked. Yeah, at least the first generation. Everything with the one great. The guy basically says if if it had great and it was a Master System game, it sucked. Wow. What did you, what did you play on Master System, Craig? Oh, God, I had uh, I had all three of the Wonder Boy games. 
I had uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World, Double Dragon. A oh, sure. uh, friend of mine had Alien Syndrome and Shinobi. Oh, yeah. I liked Alien Syndrome a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Fox was a popular one. I played a lot of uh, Choplifter and Cyborg Hunter. Oh, Choplifter <laughs> was good. Yeah. It was harder than hell, but it was good. Yeah, it was a really hard game. So, it, it, you're all basically talking about, what, mid-80s at this point? Yeah, yeah. the uh, yeah. Master System was 86 yeah. when that okay. was released. And right. it actually, it didn't do so hot, uh, put it up against the NES. It was, um, I don't remember those games so much because you're talking about mid-80s and, God, in 86, Jesus, I was more concerned about yeah. losing my virginity and smoking weed. Right. So I, yeah. I don't yeah. remember necessarily the games that came out around then. Yeah, I think I was like a freshman in high school at that time. Oh, okay, so. sure. And I don't think we even had um, any at-home video game consoles like that. My brother was uh, really into PC games um, oh. at that time. Uh, cool. But he, yeah, he worked at Babbage's. I don't know if you all remember that store. but I remember that store. Yeah. Um, so he was into that, but I don't. we never really had any cons- consoles at home at that time. Huh. But Sega did follow up the Master System with the Sega Genesis in 1989, which basically um, just, I think, ruined the market for anybody else at that time. Genesis mm-hmm. does um, what Nintendo don't. Right. That was, a, <laughs> that was the original, so, that was the original uh, yeah, marketing tag. It, it really... It really drove like future development of video games because they at that time it was discs, right? No, no not still yet. cartridges. Not yet. Were not they still the cartridges? Yep, okay. They're still cartridges. Which one was the Sega? Which one had Saturn, the Saturn? Saturn was the first. Disc. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a Sega CD and the Philips CDI here. I don't know what year this came out. It, it, the games are starting, it looks like, in like 1993. That sounds probably about right. Oh, 1991. Wow, yeah. there's a couple for 1991 Early 90s. For this I remember seeing that and kind of being amazed because, wow. Because you had your days where you would you were playing your cartridge games and the connections wouldn't, the pins <laughs> would be like dirty. It wouldn't meet up right and your game wouldn't start. So... You'd have to take it out and blow like hell inside the cartridge yeah. and slam it back well, in there and hope that it worked. Not to be a Sega fanboy, but that didn't happen as much with the Master System. Did it no, not? it didn't. No, not at all. It never. The did. Master System yeah. also had the uh, the card slot. Yeah, the card game. Oh, okay, sucked, sure. Though so they're like weird little little credit card sizes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Seriously, the games weird. for that thing mostly sucked though. I think Transbot was one of my favorite games, though. I, know I never hard. even trade yeah. played Transbot. I know what you're talking about, but did you guys ever see? Speaking of those CD games from the early '90s, did you ever see those like full motion games? How cheesy those were! Like, oh, yeah. do you remember Night Trap from 1992 with Dana Plato in it? Are you serious? <laughs> was no. she really? Yeah, it was like a <laughs> it was like a, a bunch of girls having like a slumber party or something, and and these ninja dudes, like dressed in black, are invading the house slowly, trying to kill all of the girls one by one. Okay, but is it actually is it actually Dana Plato? Yes, it's Dana Plato. Yeah. Wow. It's the real her. Yeah. Okay. And what and year was that? Nineteen ninety-two. Okay. And wow, you, you had to booby trap different parts of the house. You had like security cameras you were looking on. 
and you had to set traps for these killer ninja dudes who were sneaking into the house, and you had to you had to take them out before they killed the girls. Wow! Wow! Okay. <laughs> they had like a they had like a song that the girls all sang at their slumber party called Night Trap. They're like singing into like they're like singing into hairbrushes and shit. I kid wow. you not. Wow, that's wild. I kid that you not. That is wild. Yeah, Night Trap. You can I I'm sure you can find videos of it on YouTube. It's funny, the first thing when I think of Dan Plato, I think of first, believe it or not, I think of the uh robbery. She robbed a video store. And when she left, the guy called in and said to 911, I think the girl from Different Strokes just robbed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened when I was in like eighth grade. I yeah. Think. I remember uh, reading about it in a magazine uh, in school. I just remember thinking, wow, she is really falling here. Right. Wow. I didn't know idea she was on a video game, though. Yeah, they, I don't think there are any like live action games that did particularly well. No, they were stupid. They sucked, right. most yeah. of them. Yeah. Because they were using that technology, but none of that stuff went well with actually playing a game. Right. There was early PlayStation 1 games that had a lot of that shit in it, too. Yeah, it was cool at first, but the novelty wore off pretty quick. And it's just like, okay, I just want to play the damn game now. Some of the acting was unintentionally hilarious in them, though. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, for arcade games, I remember spending a lot of money on Bubble Bobble. Do you remember Bubble Bobble? Say, I don't remember that one. Is that an 80s thing? It's an 80s thing? What year? Bubble 80s, Bobble. 86. Okay. Bubble huh. Bobble what, was What went on much. with that? What was that exactly? Uh, you and a friend, uh, okay. or you by yourself, <laughs> you uh, were going along. You were these little dragons, and you were, like, jumping all over the board. Um, uh, and there was all these enemies that were trying to kill you, and you shot bubbles out of your mouth. Oh, wow. And Fine. you trapped the enemies inside of the bubbles, and then you would use your spikes on your back to pop the bubbles and kill your enemies. Hmm. Okay. And when you killed them all, you went on to the next board. Right, right. I can see how that might be fun. Sure. Bubble yeah. Bobble was very popular in the arcade. Yep. Sounds addictive. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. They had that for the Nintendo as well. Oh, did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just going to um, transition to the PC gaming. Um, okay. As far as home gaming went, uh, that kind of the development at the time, I guess, was far more advanced than your console gaming. Uh, oh, yeah. And there was more like um, interactiveness, <laughs> I think. Okay. I don't know that that's the word. It was more interactive as far as the graphics went. Uh, than what you could uh, see in your your console games. They had uh, like simulator games, like driving simulator uh-huh. and yeah. like flying simulator. They were boring <laughs> as shit. Yeah, shit like that. I mean, you also you did have your your terrible ones. I I can't say that they're terrible, but like um, Apple when that came out, they had their lemonade uh-huh. stand, uh, <laughs> which was one. Was it's not, what was it again? It was not exciting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like action packed. Yeah, these are the school games. Number munchers. Oh, right. Okay, learn about the economy. Some, You're somebody give me this while playing there. a game. What <laughs> a lemonade, lemonade stand? What happened? Yeah, exactly. I want to know. Curious. You open a lemonade stand and then you can spend money on advertising and as you raise and lower, 
you like your overhead versus your the price you sell the lemonade for like right. that affects mm-hmm. how much you make in a day okay teaches and little kids the about weather's business. thrown in there like your daily temperature okay. the hotter it was the better really? business you wow. did yeah oh wow okay Interesting. Yeah, I never basically heard of that trading future businessmen. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what that see, game is all about. See, all I'm sitting there picturing is just like your little video game character just sitting there and a bunch that's of people. That's what I was picturing too. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And a bunch would, of people like, just walking waiting by. Waiting on business to show up. Yeah. You would input data, then you would get shown a picture of basically the day progressing, um, mm-hmm. and then you would have your closing, um, your your books. On well, what yeah. was me? I was yeah. all over it, man. I was maximizing that, that and, income. But you affected. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, great. You affected everything that was going on at the same time. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was like huh. micro league baseball. To me, it was too much like math. So it, it was not fun. I, I didn't. I played it. It was. It had its novelty, but when it I was really very similar to math. It was. Yes. You could say math. Right. right. Yes, it was math. But, um. <laughs> We used to play this one micro league baseball on the uh, Apple computer at the library, and they had real historical teams on it. I mean, they had like oh, yeah? Yankee teams all going back to the twenties. Really? And, yeah, like you had Babe Ruth in there and shit, and and Joe. You could Dem- play like the old Yankees, really? Yeah, and that's awesome. You didn't really control the players. What you did was, if you were pitching you pushed a number depending on what kind of pitch you wanted the pitcher to throw. And then, mm. and then the players would enact the play out as it happens. Wow. You could okay. select, you could select a hit and run. You could select a bunt. You could select a steep for your guy on first base to steal. Yeah. You, you selected if you wanted a hard swing or just a contact swing. They had the 82 brewers on there. I use them every time pretty much. And and to me, like those games earlier, uh, PC games were a lot, you know, they were stat based. Um, yeah. You would do inputs um, and it would play it <laughs> statistically based on your input. And that's how a lot of them were just commands. Um, and if this go to that sort of thing, uh, I, I remember my brother had the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as a PC right, game. You would input words, right? Yeah, yes. And you had to input the right <laughs> words or it would don't understand or, you know, it does not yeah, Those things used to piss me off. the kind of return that you would get. Those What's text that? things, those command games used to piss me off. Because oh, yeah. it was always, do not understand, <laughs> do not understand, blah, blah, blah. Or like, invalid what direction or some shit like that. You know? Like so, do they're like you? You'd get upset and and type in like "fuck you" or something like that as a command, and <laughs> and then the thing would go, "Do not, do not understand how to fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I am a computer. What that, is love? Uh, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> do not know how to fuck. <laughs> you were giving it. Fuck as a command. It took fuck you as a command. <laughs> I don't know how to fuck. <laughs> Teach me. That was that was the best part of those games. <laughs> but as, as time went on, of course, uh, the technology advanced, and you had the more um, graphic-oriented sort of video games that you could play on the PC. Uh, one of the titles that I kind of wrote down was Manic Mansion. 
Mm, okay. Um, I never played that one, but there was also like, um, and again, like I said, my brother worked at Babbage's. So I would go in, you know, just to like hang out sometimes and you'd see all these titles. And I think like Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry, I think was like a title that you could play. <laughs> and I, wow. Okay. And it always intrigued me because the, the box art was like, oh, this looks like it could be, you know, a fun game. But That's a um, naughty game. That's a naughty I, game. Yeah. You're just trying to get laid. Not not for me. You're just trying to get <laughs> right. a guy so, laid is what you're trying to do during the whole game. Right. They were a little bit more geared to the adults' uh, sort of sensibility and, and uh, getting them, you know, their interest in playing games as, as far as, like, the console games were more kid and family-oriented well, styles. The Atari had Porky's. And uh, are you guys familiar with the game Cluster's Revenge? No. No, uh, not even Porky's. Well, it was one of those, uh, it was an Atari game, and it was one of those adult games. Again, you can find this on the the Video Game Critics website. Now, what it was, there was an Indian woman, a naked Indian woman tied up at the other side of the screen, and you took the, I think, it was General Custer, and he's naked, and he's got a hard on, <laughs> and you had what? to you had to avoid all of the oh arrows God. flying down at General Custer, and and you basically uh, had your way with the Indian girl when you got Are across. You serious? Wow. Yes. Yeah, and so oh this was like God. infamously also led to lawsuits because it was some I forget what the company like Majestic they were making Mystique. these mystique yep they were making these like porn games for atari and atari sued them oh man yeah that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen yeah there was a there was a porky's one jeez bachelor party mystique made a bachelor party game really based on the movie starring tom hanks no it came out before that movie did actually oh Oh, okay the movie was based on i was gonna say maybe the movie got inspiration (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I was always jealous of the kids. We, we didn't have a computer. And I was jealous of the kids that would play like King's Quest and like these RPG, early RPG titles. My friend yeah. had King's Quest, yeah. And Shogun. I used to love the game Shogun. He had that one. I I remember that game, yeah. I never understood what the hell the point of it was, but it was fun. It you was just, fun to play. Yeah. You just like yeah. wandered around and, and like got in fights and collected Got in fights, and, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like, de- depending on which character you were, you couldn't go into certain territories or you'd get attacked right. by certain gangs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. And you could befriend guys so they would like follow you around and help you out yeah. if you got in a fight. You know, you talk about sports games earlier and it, it's so weird to me because they did suck. When they first came out. I mean, there's no question about it. They sucked. The Atari uh, ones were awful. Yeah. The Atari ones, just awful. But once PlayStation came around, and I'm thinking early 90s for PlayStation, it was a different world. Playing a sports game was completely different. Oh, you had like John Madden football for the, Gen- right. for the Genesis exactly. at that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a different world. I mean, the graphics were unbelievable. Um, by the early 90s, mid-90s, then you had uh, PC gamers doing their LAN parties, um, uh-huh. LAN standing for Land Area Network, 
where they would all get together and bring their PCs and play. I think Doom is a is a title that I remember. Um, okay. Yeah. Playing with his friends. Yeah. So and that today is you know people still talk about that game. Um, you want to talk about something today from over three decades ago that still gets played today? What's that? Uh, sports. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. Hmm. Wow. Uh, wow. From, okay. From the original uh, Nintendo, the uh, 8-bit Nintendo. It was... Yeah. Tecmo Bowl or what is the... Yeah, Tecmo Bowl. Uh, it, it was the first game that I know of that had an actual season that you played. It had all the real teams, all the players, like... Like this was 1990, so the 49ers had Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, <laughs> Ronnie Lott, you know, and and it kept stats throughout your season, and you had injuries, and it was just it was amazing. Yeah, there wow. that and it and the game the gameplay was so fast and kind of and fun and arcadey. People still play the thing today. There's still tournaments today. Really? Are wow. you serious? Wow. Yeah, and they have updated That's rosters crazy. that come out like almost every year that you can download on the computer. Yeah. And you, you'll get you'll get updated teams and and updated rosters, updated players. Yeah. Hmm. Tecmo well, Bowl yeah, and you know. Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I remember the uh I'm going to go back to the 90s here just for a second, but I remember in, in, in early 90s when PlayStation came around. My brother and I would play basketball, the NBA game, like all day, all night. Oh, and NBA I, I could, Live. I couldn't, I could not win to save my life. I could not win. So I got to the point where I would just get a rebound and make a full court heave. And it frustrated my brother so much. He was just like, <laughs> he was like, why are you giving up? Just play. Uh, yeah, that's uh, bad etiquette. I was like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm down by 20. I'm just going to get a rebound and heave it full court. <laughs> <laughs> my brother would be like, uh, my brother was like, all right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Good memories. You had to use a better team, man. I know. I know. Well, I would choose like the early 90s Bulls championship teams. Oh. But my guys would just suck for whatever. I, apparently, I just sucked for whatever reason. I could not win. What uh, The most, what people consider the most legendary uh, video game sports athlete of all time was also on Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh really, Bo Jackson? On the Bo Raiders. Jackson. That's right. I read that earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. There are people that like to this day will still talk to Bo Jackson about his his character on Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he was a superhero. He man. was a god on that game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was. And in real life, straight up superhero. Yeah. My God. Well, he was a freak. Yeah. Well. Of course, we wouldn't have all of this if it weren't for the video game arcades themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Which, you know, bears mentioning in this episode about video games. Um, and like I said, it was like a casino for kids. Oh, totally. You know? Oh, completely. Like, you yeah, know, except you didn't get any so. payout from it. I mean, unless you played the ticket games, you weren't coming no. home with anything. No. And I played ski If you did come, anything. right. And if you did come home with anything, it was you all come crap home, you come that home would end up in a garbage 
in a you few days. You would come home with empty pockets. Empty pockets. That's what you would come home with. <laughs> right, yeah. right, well, right. That's what your initials were for in the uh, in the top scorers. Exactly. Right? That, yeah. that was like the drive. It's like, oh, my God, I want to see my initials up there. You know, exactly. You try so yes. hard, and it would never happen. And, nope. But for me, it depended it, on the game. I did a few times. I The thing was, when you came back in, would your name still be in the top five? Yeah, right. Yeah. Usually and, not and, because and, I think they turned it off at night, didn't they? <laughs> so I don't know. Some I, of them I like had so. memory yeah. to it, but I think some of them would reset. Yeah, I think so too. The next yeah. day, which made it frustrating because I remember vividly having really good games with whatever video game I was playing, and somehow still yeah. I'm not on the board with my initials, and it was just like son of a bitch. I just had a yeah. great game. How is it not up in the top ten? Yep. <laughs> yep. But you had those great titles that they they moved to the home uh, oh, yeah. circuit, like Centipede and Dig Dug, which I like Dig Dug, I should say. Um, yep. I was not good at it again, but I did like Dig Dug. In I love Dig Dug. Yeah, it was yeah. a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And you had Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. and Asteroid, Cubert. Right. Uh, you know what? Dragon's Lair was another one that was in there. Cubert used to piss me off. I never got it. I still do not understand that game. I I could never keep him on the damn pyramid. I'd just go like <laughs> I'd just go like taking Cubert on a freaking suicide mission half the time. I'd just end up jumping <laughs> off into into <laughs> jumping yeah. off into nothingness and killing yeah, it's really him. Just the stuff game. You're just killing. Cubert. <laughs> I know. <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like just killing the guy over and over. All right. I'd have like two spaces that I need to needed to light up yet to beat the board and I couldn't get to them. I'd be jumping diagonally and it's like, no, I gotta go down. Damn it. <laughs> and you couldn't stand still on that game. You had to keep moving all the time. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Cubert used to it. piss me off. You know what game I loved? It came out in like 85 Popeye, the video game. I remember that. I do remember that game. I didn't play it a lot, but I remember playing it. Yeah. Olive was oil. That, was that Donkey Kong-ish? Or how it was Donkey was Kong-ish because olive oil was up at the top of the screen blowing you kisses. Right. And, and you had to catch all of the hearts before they got down to the water and oh, the hearts broke. Right. If they did, you'd lose a life. And, oh. and Bluto was running around trying to beat your ass too <laughs> while you were trying to do all this okay and you had one can that. of spinach per board that you could use oh you, wow okay you, you had yeah, one I remember, can of I remember spinach that game. Yeah. and as soon as you ate it the theme song would start playing and popeye would turn red and he would run like, like three times as fast as he normally did and bluto would get big eyed and he'd take off running from you <laughs> And then if you <laughs> shit, if you made contact with Bluto, he would go flying across the frickin' screen. <laughs> like you spinach punched him. Oh, that's awesome. Spinach punched him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you had to you had to collect all of Olive Oil's hearts to move on to the next board. Wow. It was fun as hell. It was such a great nice. feeling to get that spinach because like I said, the the theme would start as soon as you ate the spinach. All of a sudden, it was like it's like Bluto. I'm coming to kick your ass, man. From video game or the arcades, we had Frogger and we oh, had. Yeah. Uh, See, I remember Frog- Frogger was fun, and I remember thinking when I, when I think of Frogger, unfortunately, I think of 
Seinfeld in their later seasons when the show was just kind of bombing, in my opinion. And I think, Craig, you, you share the same opinion. They were reaching when they had Costanza playing Human Frogger. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. Yeah. And it was a great show, but they were reaching big time. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just needed something. Um, well, yeah, I just kind of want to say that um, arcading, I guess, has seen somewhat of a resurgence. I mean, it the whole thing died down for a, a good tick of time. Probably a lot to do with the home gaming industry, you know, caused arcades to really take a big hit. Oh, but yeah. I, I do want to mention because back then, video gaming and the arcades and that were like, by some critics considered a scourge mm-hmm. um, on the morality or, or the morals of a, an entire generation, how it was just going to ruin children. Um, and, and that argument still happens today as far as some games go. But I just kind of, you know, I think it bears or worth mentioning that, you know, it wasn't without controversy. You've always got somebody out there going to complain about, you know, it's ruining the kids and, you know, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. Which, you know, in reality and, probably is true because I think childhood obesity really started to take, take off, off. Yep. around that time because you just got kids inside sitting around the TV playing games. So Eating snacks. Yep. And, and the reason like, as, as if there's a generation of unruined kids. Come on. Exactly. It's always something. Uh, It's always something. It's like those damn hoop and stick generations, you know, that was going to ruin them too. You you mentioned about them sitting around and doing and doing nothing and all that. It's, it's very easy to do now because the video games are not what they were 40 years ago. These are, these are an entire universe that you immerse yourself in. (laughs) They are a lifestyle choice today. Yes. They are. It's an entirely (laughs) great way. It's a great way of putting it. Yes. It's an entirely different world that is created. And there, there's fear in some people that a lot of kids grow up with this, feeling of well the real world sucks i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna live my whole life losing myself in a video game in this fake universe and never do anything with myself and it's true and it's easy to do i Um, subscribe to that uh that way of thinking a bit yeah i'm glad a lot of this (laughs) stuff wasn't around when i was 11 years old i'm i'm glad this stuff that's around today wasn't around horrible yeah and i don't i don't know how kids today you know um can develop properly or into like the stable adults functioning adults i know with all the toxicity especially with online gaming today um oh my god it can be so toxic yeah yeah depending yep. on what you're playing who's it's playing just, with you and all that shit yep yeah yes kind of fucked up in many senses but you know it's 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 a world you get lost into and yep i'm i you know i I'm not above that. <laughs> nope, nor that am I. Now I'm no. like not above that at all. I got um, lost in the '80s, man, big time. Yeah, <laughs> so many games. I think Did I'm you... lost more now than I ever was then. But <laughs> well, you know, the the thing about it is now it's like, you know, I I watch my two sons and they'll, they'll play NBA basketball and the graphics are ridiculous. Oh, they I mean, are. It's insane. I mean, you can see their sweat, their tattoos. Mm-hmm. You can see people, people in the audience on an individual basis. I mean, it's weird. And yeah, you can make up a player 
and yeah, exactly. all of a sudden, yes, you you make up this person, mm-hmm. and you take him through an entire career. It's like sure. where this you becomes the legal scoring, and yeah, this, this becomes a second life for you, basically. It's that it's exactly what it is. It's yeah, it's an extension. Completely yep. what it is. Yeah, you, you make your little avatars or your little characters, and I mean, some of them, the detail on it is just fucking amazing. Um, it's hard to believe, or, or it's kind of scary to think where it's going to go from today's standards. Oh, God, I agree. How much further yeah. could it possibly go? Yeah. But as far as the 80s go, I got lost then, because you know what? That's all we had, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there was. There was nothing else, and it was so cool, because it was so new. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so it was it was very easy to get lost in freaking even centipede back then. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I I lost a lot of quarters over that game. I suppose if you'd like have like a really compulsive sort of uh, personality. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. Yes. I think well, and you can say that stop. I wasted a lot of time. You know, maybe maybe a year of my life total playing Choplifter, but I think the family <laughs> that the I saved would have. I have a different story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You're a fucking hero, man. That's what that is. Well, yeah, That's you great. saved a lot of people. Oh, by the way, Rusty, do you remember when too when you would you would shoot a building that had already been busted up, and for some reason Superman would fly out? Yeah, <laughs> on Joplin. What what the hell was that all about? No idea. I don't think it ever served any purpose in the game, did it? I don't think so. All of a sudden, it's just like, hey, oh, hey, there's Superman. Shoo. And he'd fly up to the the top of the screen, off the screen, and just disappear. And that was it. He was gone. Wow. Making things a little interesting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we could probably go on for hours, if not days, talking about video games. But I think for the purposes of this episode, (laughs) I think we're pretty well um, touch base. On what we, cover, we, could. we covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. we covered a yeah. lot. Yeah, and uh, you know the influence that they have on today's games, and just a whole you know whole other genre of entertainment that didn't exist really uh, until it like hit big in the eighties, and yeah, then from right. there it just took off to a whole other literal universe. So yeah, yeah, good times, and you know, shit. <laughs> 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 anyway. So, yeah, I guess that should do it uh, for this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember. I'm going to go ahead and I will pull topic for next time. Okay, (laughs) we're going to talk about serial killers in the next episode of Those 80s Kids Remember. Crazy. Um, Yeah, it took me a second to read that. Yes, I did read serial killers. (laughs) I I could talk all week long about serial killers, so... (laughs) I'm looking right, forward to it. You're going to take the lead on that one then, Brian. <laughs> I expect you to, to come prepared. <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, yes, thank you for joining us on this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember Video Games. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it took you a little bit back in your in you know nostalgia phase of, of when you were a kid and playing games at home in front of a TV or in a very uh-huh. loud and smelly video arcade. So good times, good fun. And I do thank you for joining us. So make sure you check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, you can download us wherever you download um, your podcast, iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, um, 
the rest. Um, also, make sure you check us out on um, what's the name of that site? Uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Patreon. Thank you. <laughs> Patreon, <laughs> um, where you can unlock uh, for just a small nominal uh, fee, I guess is the way to put it, just a donation to help those babies, kids, keep the lights on. Um, extra audio content from a Bragan, Bragan crying. Bragan <laughs> Brian. Whatever uh, works. Bragan crying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian um, up there for the taking. Also check us out, of course, at 80s80skids.com, the website. You can also stream the podcast directly from the website there. All right. So thanks for joining us today for those 80s kids. Remember, I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. I'm Rusty. Those 80s kids are Andy Lane, Brian Lundberg, Craig Dillon, and Rusty Daddy. Music by Atokada. Third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com, 2021, all rights reserved. <laughs>